Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. I know what the Lord has told me, amen? It's time for us to prophesy the fire. It's time for the fire to come pouring out of us, amen? It's time for the world to say, man, those Christians are on fire. Praise God. Hallelujah. As they say, it's time for you to just be on fire and let people watch you burn. Amen. Amen. Let the God who answers by fire be God. And that fire is down on the inside of us. And we saw, by the way, when Pentecost came, notice it came in like a rushing mighty wind by the Holy Spirit. But the physical, visual manifestation of it was cloven tongues of fire, divided tongues of fire, the Bible says, that sat upon each one of them. You don't think that fire went away then, do you? Amen. It didn't go away. People just can't see it. But that fire is on the inside of you. What you got to do is stir those embers. Stir those embers, amen, and let that fire start to move in you, praise God, so that people begin to see it and feel it and hear it coming out of you, amen? Amen, because God is still in the fire business. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says, Jeremiah said, it's like burning fire shut up in my bones. So I can't hold my peace. That fire is on the inside of every one of us. That's not just a word for a preacher. That's a word for any born again, baptized believer who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and is filled with the mighty spirit of God. Hallelujah. You don't have to do it like I do it. You don't have to have my style because each of us is different. But nevertheless, let God use you to bring a word to a lost and dying world. Amen. Don't, don't, don't. Listen, let the, that, that's, I, I believe that's how the awakening is going to come. Christians, and, and I don't know what it's going to take, but, but, but look, at some point, I think the body of Christ is going to say, whoa, 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 enough. Whoa. No, no, not a step further. Not a step further. I get calls all the time uh, on my radio program about the potential of violence. You know what I say? You ought to be as on fire with the word of God and the spirit of God and doing the things that you're supposed to do in the natural rather than thinking about violence. Amen. I, 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 don't, I don't even think that way. I don't even think that way. I don't want to think that way. I believe the power of God is greater than all the guns and the knives and the bombs in the world. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And look, the sword of the spirit is an offensive weapon, not defensive. Everything else is defensive, but the word of God is offensive. That means it cuts through. It'll cut through. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll cut to the dividing of soul and spirit, of joints and marrows. It'll discern the thoughts and intents of the heart, and there's nothing hidden from the Lord's sight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Speaking the fire, prophesying the fire, proclaiming the fire. The fire of God is in us. Let that fire come out. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then I love this. Elijah prophesied the rain. You know what he told Ahab the first time? He said, get down. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. It wasn't a drop. There wasn't a drop anywhere. Do you hear what I hear? See, I hear the rain, saints. I hear the rain of God's refreshing coming to this nation. Because look, uh, 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 Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, the gifts and the calling of God are without revocation, without repentance. See, now, everybody might not agree with me on this, but I just don't believe that America is a political accident that just somehow happened. 
And that God looked up from his throne and said, wow, look at that country they've invented. That's pretty good. You, you, don't, you don't create the greatest nation on earth, the wealthiest nation on earth, the most militarily powerful nation on earth, the most influential nation on earth, and God has nothing to do with it. That, you, that doesn't happen. And if God gave us the United States of America, which is what he spoke to me shortly after I got saved, God said to me, son, America is my gift to you. And I expect you to be a steward of it. How many people in the body of Christ have heard that? You ought to hear that. Every one of you watching ought to hear that because that's God's word to us. I have, I have given America to you as a gift and you are the steward of it. You're the steward of it and how you vote. You're the steward of it and what you support and what you stand up for and what you do and what you, what you uh, support and what you oppose. You are the steward of this great gift I've given you. And, and you, don't, you don't get a gift from anybody and just throw it aside or kick it. And this is what some people are doing. Too dumb to realize you've been given more opportunity and more hope than any people anywhere on the earth have ever known. And you're going to kick the gift of God aside and act like it doesn't matter. Knowing that you, you, you run around on a football field with a, with a leather ball and make 10, 15, 20 million dollars a year. And knowing if you were born somewhere else or lived somewhere else, you might not be making 10 or 15 dollars a month. And got the nerve to scoff at God's gift because, because the way this gift has been used has not been perfect. But you're just as much a part of that imperfection as anybody else is. Amen. 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 But if the gifts and calling of God are without revocation, that means that what God has given us, he's not going to let the devil take away. Hallelujah. All we've got to do is take a stand. He told Jehoshaphat, uh, Ahaziah told Jehoshaphat, you don't need to fight the battle. Just take your stand in the field. See, if we will just take a stand, see, the battle is not ours, but the Lord's. I can't go into every nook and cranny of this nation and correct everything that's wrong. And I, I don't have the ability to do that. Neither do you, but God does. But here's what God wants us to do. Go take a stand on the battlefield. Amen. Make yourself felt. Make your voice heard. Make your impact known. And then watch God work in your behalf. You know, Moses, Moses was crying out to God. The Bible says Moses was crying out to God as the children of Israel got to the Red Sea and the people are crying and weeping and here come Pharaoh up on, I mean, he's on their trail and Moses is trying to talk to the people of God and the people of God are crying out and God says, stop crying out to me. Tell the people to go forward. There comes a time to stop crying and start moving. Hallelujah. We got, it, there comes a time to take that step out. And when you take that step, guess what God does? He then parts the Red Sea. Now notice, it didn't part, and, they, and God say, uh, this way, y'all, come this way. No, he said, tell the people to go forward, and as they stepped out, the Red Sea parted. Glory to God. What is it that you're waiting for God to do, and God is waiting on you to take the step? Hallelujah. I have never seen God give me any guidance and direction and show me everything that he's going to do along the way to get me where he wants me to go. God usually gives me a first step. Do this. And when I do it, boom, a door opens. I take that step and another door opens. I take that step and another door opens. And God takes me where he wants me to go. Amen. But you don't see the whole thing. 
You're like the person standing at the top of a trail and you can see a little ways down, but you don't see the twists and the turns and the changes that you got to go through. But all you know is God said, go and I'll take you to your destination. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We need to proclaim the word, saints. We need to proclaim the word to a lost and dying world. We need to prophesy the fire and we need to prophesy the rain. Amen. Elijah said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain and not a drop had fallen. And then look, he went to praying because he knew what God had said. You know, when God has told you something, you don't just pray, oh Lord, oh Lord, please do this, please do this, please do this. You know what you say? Father, I'm waiting. I'm praying and waiting. I know what you're going to do and I'm praying and waiting on you, oh God, to get done what I know is already going to happen. See, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain when I'm praying. I'm not begging God, oh God, I wish one day there could be revival. I wish, I'm saying, oh God, just position me where you want me to be. I'm up on Mount Carmel, Lord, and I'm praying and looking, praying and looking, praying and looking. And one of these days, somebody's going to say, Bishop, that looks like the that looks like the size of a man's hand forming in the clouds. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to say, well, let, let, let's get ready because the rain is on the way. Come on. Do I have a witness here? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, I claim America for God. I claim these United States for God. I'm saying it because I believe it with all my heart. Glory to God. God's not, God's not going to let the devil take America any more than he's going to let the devil take Israel. Not Iran and, and all the radical Muslims in the world are going to be able to destroy Israel. They like to, but they're not going to get it done because they're under God's protection. And I'm claiming that America is under God's protection. And all the devils in hell can't change that. Amen. 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 America's history is not so much about what man has done in spite of God, but what God has done in spite of man. Glory to God. Yeah, I know we haven't been a perfect country, but the grace of God has been upon America and God has blessed America and God has showed mercy on America because people like you and me are here praying and seeking God's face and saying, Lord God, do what you want to do with this nation. Turn our hearts back towards you. Come on. Do I have a witness here? I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Listen, listen, just like, just like Jericho, I believe we've marched around six times and we're on number seven and the walls of wickedness are about to come tumbling down. Hallelujah. All that's left is to shout. It's time to shout the victory, saints. It's time to say thank you, Lord, for the victory for the United States of America as a nation whose God is the Lord. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of a refreshing that is coming. I talk to so many people who are discouraged and downhearted. I say lift up your eyes and look to the hills from whence comes your help. Your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. I hear the sound of praise rising all over this nation. And you're going to see people you never expected are going to come out and say, I, I once came out of the closet, but now I'm coming out for God. Hallelujah. People are going to say, I repent of that mess I did. I repent of the way I voted. I repent of the things I supported. I'm going to do it God's way from now on. Hallelujah. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Saints, you better get your boots on because here it comes. I'm telling you, God is going to do something in the United States of America. And don't you be afraid of what people say about us or the way they talk about us. Because now they're saying that Christianity is nothing but a cloak for discrimination against gays. 
Somebody ought to tell them that Christianity has been around for 2,000 years. And it was not created in order to oppress anybody. It was created in order to set the captives free. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. I feel like preaching up in here, saints. That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And we're the ones that God is looking to, to rebuild the old waste places and to restore the ruined cities and to raise up the former desolations. God is looking for us as trees of righteousness to make the difference in this wicked and sin-sick world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we don't have to be afraid of anybody. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing if I desire of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place, of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock and lift my head up above my enemies round about me. That's why you don't hear me talking any racial victimization nonsense. How can I be a victim when I'm a victor in Christ Jesus? How can I be running around talking about oh, what they're going to try to do to me when the Bible says he opens doors and no one can close them? When the Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So why should we be afraid? Why should we back down? Why should we back up? Have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Songwriter says, so why should I be discouraged? And why should the shadows fall? And why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion? My constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he's watching me. And look here, I can't even sing, but I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he's watching me. Come on, do I have a witness here? Hallelujah. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. For this is your heritage as children of God. And your righteousness comes from him. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. We're supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not weak and barely making it and all broke down and beat up. No, stand up. Stand up for Jesus. He will strengthen the weak knees. He will strengthen the feeble hands. The Lord is a man of war. He makes my arms strong to make war and allows me to bend the bow of bonds. Hallelujah. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner in Christ Jesus. And so are you. 
Hallelujah. Don't you let anybody tell you different. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth, seeking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Is your heart loyal to him? Come on, is your heart loyal to him? Come on and say yes. Is your heart loyal to him? Say yes. Hallelujah. Then if your heart is loyal to him, you ought to know that his eyes are on you to be strong in your behalf and allow you to carry out great exploits. You're not a failure. You're a winner. You're not the defeated. You are the victor. Hallelujah. It does not matter the color of your skin. It does not matter what your parents did. It does not matter where your grandmama, your granddaddy, your great-grandmama, your great-granddaddy came from. What matters is if God is with you today, he'll make a way out of no way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and the morning star. He's the rose of Sharon, the prince of peace, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. He's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. He never fails. He never falters and he never forgets. Come on, stand up on your feet and give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you hear what I hear? I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Listen, I hear the sound of evil falling and goodness in the Lord rising. I know what the world is going to do. I'm not talking about the whole world. I'm talking about me and you and the body of Christ and this nation that God has given us. Glory to God. I'm not trying to change what God prophesied for the world. People say, well, Bishop, now you know which way things are supposed to be going. I said, but I'm not talking about the whole world. I'm talking about where God put me. Hallelujah. Listen, Obed-Edom got the Ark of the Covenant and everything was cursed. Everything was in trouble. And they said Obed-Edom's house was just flourishing, just prospering. I mean, when they came and got the Ark, man, he was sitting on easy street. He's he, he just sitting back because his house had been blessed because of the presence of Almighty God. The presence of God is with us. How can we be defeated? How can we think things are not going to go well for us? You just got to stand up. Now you sit down and let the devil do whatever he wants to do, and you know, he'll do that. Bible says he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Who do you think he gets, goes after? The weak ones, the ones who won't stand up. Yeah. I say, you know, we don't want to hear this, but this is the, this is the reality. You can't sow the deaths of 1.2 million babies every year and not expect to reap a harvest. You can't do that. You can't sow rebellion against God's word and then wonder why, why are we blessed? And the only hope for America is us. I don't mean us in this church. I mean the body of Christ, born again believers. That's the only hope. Without us, it's, it's over. Because God is not interested in what sinners have to say to him other than Lord save me. Receive, let me, help me. I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Other than that, they don't have anything to say. They don't want to say anything to God. But you, we, we who love him, who love him and want to serve him and please him, he's listening to us. Come on, are you serious? He's listening to us. It's not that God is sitting back with his arm folded and saying, well, yeah, maybe one day. God is hanging on your every word. 
And when he sees you take a stand for him in faith, God smiles. Look at, look, look at my child. Look at my child. And when God sees his people step back and compromise and refuse to take a stand for God, he just looks and says, I love you anyway, but you're missing so much that I could do for you if you would just stay with me, stand with me, and not be afraid of what this world thinks. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain because I really believe that God is about to do something in this earth and in, in our country particularly. And, and of course, make no mistake, when something happens in America, it affects the whole world. Not the whole world now, it's the whole entertainment culture. Listen, they got rap in Japan. And everywhere else, in every other language. I ever saw one tape of some Italians rapping. Because what happens in America affects the whole world. A lot of that, unfortunately, and recently has been for bad. But when the body of Christ stands up, it will be for good. Amen? Amen, amen. Well, for those of you who are watching, and for those of you who are gathered here, if there's anyone here who's never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to make that decision today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait another moment. Because particularly if you're outside of Christ, the devil's got a beat on you. And, and look, saints, it's just the reality. Life is fragile without God. It's fragile. I mean, it's, it's got its pitfalls and problems with God, but God is there to help you. When you don't have God, you're on your own. Don't wait another moment. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. But look, I'm, this is not a church where I believe in, you know, just make the simple confession that you bought your insurance policy. Sign here and go your way. We've got to become disciples of Jesus Christ. And part of the problem in the body of Christ is we got a lot of Christians who've never really matured into discipleship. And so we don't make a difference for God. We, we just kind of hold fast to our salvation. Praise God, I'm saved. But we don't really seek to make an impact for him. And Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I've told you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So if you're watching right now online and you say, well, I'm a Christian, but wow, I'm not a disciple and I've not really sought to, to, to live my life for God. Saints, when I was in Boston, um, they were, there was a, uh, some preachers, preachers, church preachers, who were bringing Louis Farrakhan in and they invited me to uh, a, a meeting to talk about it. And I told them, I said, well, I'm not gonna be a part of bringing Louis Farrakhan in. I said, he is a false prophet, a preacher of hate, He's anti-Semitic. I'm not gonna uh, uh, encourage my people or open my pulpit to that kind of demonic presence. And you know what I heard from preachers, from preachers? Well, he may not be a Christian, but he is a brother. And I said, well, he's not my brother. He's not my brother. But see, they're talking about brotherhood based on the color of your skin. But see, we're supposed to be seeking God's kingdom. 
not some earthly kingdom. And so I paid, played, played no part of that, made a lot of enemies doing it. I don't care. They, they, was, they would say, you know, Jackson, he, he, he doesn't want to bring unity. I said, no, I don't. Not with that. And I'm not going to be a part of that. The same thing happened with Sun Young Moon and the Unification Church. Had a lot of Christians taking materials from them and flying them on trips. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't need that. God will take care of me. I'm not taking money, TVs, VCRs, trips. No. Man, you, you, you're a little too dogmatic. No, I'm biblical. I'm biblical. It's just like the children of Israel running up to Assyria and running up to every pagan nation. Would you help us? Would you help us? And God said, haven't I been here for you? Why do you have to go to them? The same thing. We've got to learn to depend upon God and we've got to learn to come together across all denominational, racial, cultural, ethnic lines as one body in Christ. And when we do that, saints, nothing will be able to stop us. And we don't have to agree on every fine point of doctrine. That's not necessary. We believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior that he is God come in the flesh, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose on the third day to be our savior, to be our Lord, to be our king, our high priest, our intercessor. That's enough for me. If we all agree on that, we can go forward on that basis. Well, you know, you want to argue about how to baptize? I'm not getting into that with you. You don't want to argue about speaking in tongues? I'm not going to get into that with you. I mean, let's get the what we know is the most fundamental thing right together, and then let's march off together on that basis. And we'll save not only a bunch of people who are lost right now, but we'll save our country. For those of you who've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and for those of you here who have, we're going to pray this prayer as we close out. And if you are watching online and you've never done this, would you please get in touch with us at thecall.org. Sign up uh, and just let us know what God did for you through the preaching of the word and we'll get in touch with you and minister to you as God sees fit. Repeat after me. Pray this out of your own hearts. We're going to encourage those online who may be um, in need of salvation and, and we'll pray this for anybody here who might not have made this commitment. Pray this out of your own heart. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins. Thank you, Lord, that death could not keep him. The grave could not hold him. He rose the third day with all power in his hands to be my Savior, to be my Lord. And I receive him and submit myself as his child and his servant. Thank you so much for using me. Help me, Lord, to be a disciple indeed, to abide in the word so that I'll truly be free to make a difference in this world. For, Lord, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain, not physical rain, but spiritual rain. And, Lord, I believe for the fire, not just to come down from heaven, but to pour out of me. For you fill me with your Holy Spirit, your fire 
is in me, help me to release that fire to those around me who desperately need you. Thank you, Lord. I give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Praise God. God bless you. May you be a blessing.